Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back this week with my friend Cindy West and she's been on the podcast before. If you'll remember, she came on and talked about game schooling. This was quite a while ago. I wanna say probably maybe a year and a half ago. It's been a long time. And I have been wanting to have you back, Cindy, on the podcast, and I'm so glad that you are back with me. We are going to talk about nature studies this week, and we're going to talk about homeschooling through the month of December, which is right upon us. And so I am so thankful that we finally were able to coordinate our schedules and get you back on the podcast. Um, So welcome back. But before we get into our conversation, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, go to ctcmath.com. Try them out for free, ctcmath.com. Well, Cindy West, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you back with me. This is such an honor and a privilege. I love chatting with you. Oh, thank you for having me. I love chatting with you too. I'm really glad to be back and I'm so excited to be talking about um, December things because we can get so stressed out about this time of year. Yep. Yep. December and nature. And it's so funny when I was thinking about this, I thought we're going to talk about nature studies right as winter is upon us. And it seems like something that we might talk about, you know, maybe at the end of winter and going into the spring. But I think actually that there's no better time to talk about it than when it's maybe a little bit more difficult mm-hmm. to do a nature study than when it's really easy to do a nature study in the spring and in the summertime. And so so we're going to talk about those things. Maybe some listening are like, what in the world is a nature study? Because that's what I was thinking long ago. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what a nature study is. I mean, we go out and look at trees. What do you want us to do? And um, I was, it, before Cindy and I came on, um, we were just chatting like I do with most of my guests and it's so fun. And I was telling Cindy that, you know, months ago, if you guys have been tracking with the podcast for some time, we did the series where we, we, it was the homeschool survival series and we talked to, through all the different methods of homeschooling. And so after we got through all of them, the one that I really felt like I related to the most was the Charlotte Mason method. And I love that. I thought, man, I wish that I had understood Charlotte Mason better when I first started homeschooling. And um, now I'm glad that I do. And and we're, it's so funny you said, Cindy, that you're kind of an, what did you call yourself? An eclectic? Eclectic Charlotte Mason homeschooler. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I'm going to call myself from now on. Can I copy that? <laughs> you can. <laughs> okay. that That's what I'm going to be, an eclectic Charlotte Mason homeschooler, because we, we do use textbooks for a couple of things. We also use online programs for a couple of things. And, um, you know, we, we just do what works best for our family. And, um, and so, but, but I, I do love Charlotte Mason. And so I love the idea of nature studies and I need to get better at doing these things. So, so we're going to talk about that for the next couple of days. Um, so let's kind of jump into that and tell us what a nature study is. Oh, gosh, that's a good question. And it's also a hard question to answer because nature studies can almost be anything you want them to be. But I will start by saying that nature study is science. Let's go ahead and um, get that out there because so many people think that nature studies are something in addition to, and they can be in addition to, but they can also be science because they are science. Yeah. So nature study... Um, ideally is anytime you're studying something having to do with nature. So any animal science, any plant science, earth science, and space science, if you could get outside and learn about those things, 
that can be nature study. Um, you don't necessarily have to get outside, though. And that is something I know that as we enter this winter season, we're probably going to flesh out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but the whole study part of it can also look so different. Um, you can take nature walks. You can do nature journaling. You can do research on topics. You can do activities. You can do experiments. Um, you can just go and see or smell or hear or touch and do some learning. So nature studies, let's put it in a, let's boil it down, um, is any time you are specifically studying something having to do with nature. How's yeah, that? I love that. Okay. So it's basically another way you could say it maybe as a creation study. Because you're really just looking at God's creation. Absolutely. Yeah. And how it works together. And wow. have you ever seen the movie? It's a documentary. Um, I think you can still find it on Amazon. I'm pretty sure you can and probably lots of other places called The Biggest Little Farm. Have you seen that? Oh, I have not seen that one. <gasps> oh, look that one up. It's so good. It's a documentary about the, this couple who, and, and sadly, they're not a Christian couple, but it doesn't matter because when you watch this documentary, they basically... Um, build this farm. They create this farm basically from nothing. And mm. it's so fascinating to see how they do that because it shows how the entire earth works together. The oh. animals, the plants, the you know vegetation, everything works together yeah. really like a dance. And it's beautiful. Mm. It's beautifully done, this documentary. But as a Christian to watch that and just see how God's creation really does work hand in hand, all of it together is, is incredible. So we'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes and you'll have to watch that and let me know what you think of it. Oh, I want to. But, but so, okay. So let's talk more practically about okay. nature study, because when I think of nature study, I think of having to be outdoors. And as our listeners know, I I'm really trying to be more of an outdoorsy person, but I, <laughs> I, I'm a city girl. I just, I grew up in the city and it's real, like I have to be really intentional about going outside. I have to make myself go outside. Okay, that's and all right. Make my kids go outside. And so I like that you talk about that we can do nature studies in our homes as well. But I think there's, well, okay, here's, here's what I'm thinking. For years and years growing up, I always saw pictures of the, the Grand Canyon, right? Right. And you would see the pictures in the textbook and be like, wow, okay, that's a cool picture, whatever. <laughs> But there's nothing like going to the Grand Canyon and seeing the magnificence of God's creation and the results of the flood and literally standing at the edge of the Grand Canyon and seeing right. it in person. It's different. It just gives you a completely different perspective. Mm -hmm. And so while we can discover these things and study them in a book and, and you know, through video and things like that, um, I think being outside in God's creation just does exactly that. It gives you a whole different perspective. So, so let's talk, let's talk about just the practicality of doing a nature study and what that might look like. But first we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. 
Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. No one affects your child's education more than you do. Even though others may provide the courses and the supplies you need, you have the most say regarding the quality of your student's learning experience. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation. The people at BJU Press do everything they can to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call 1-800-845-5731 to speak with an experienced homeschool consultant. We are back with Cindy. Um, So let's talk about just what it practically looks like to do a nature study. Okay. So um, let me first say that I completely agree with you about the importance of actually being outside in creation. Um, I like to call being outdoors our hands-on experiential science lab. So when you think about high school, you think about we we are supposed to have some laboratory-based sciences. Well, mm-hmm. nature study, you guys, is when you go outdoors, it is a laboratory Um, You are seeing, you're experiencing not only um, basic scientific things, but you alluded to this earlier in the video documentary you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Everything in science is so interdependent, not only within science, but to everything else. So as far as school goes, you can connect science to history, to math, to um, language arts, to arts, through the actual being outdoors in nature. Um, And it sort of just happens. You will realize all of a sudden you have this amazing opportunity to make various connections. So the ultimate goal is to get you outdoors, but there's definitely value in learning some things indoors too. So, um, I mean, it kind of depends on how we want to talk about this practically. So- at it maybe from the angle of someone who doesn't love being outside is that okay? sure okay. well yeah 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 so let's whatever you think is the best way <laughs> okay. well, let's do I don't that. know the best way to approach this well, um, I think so, either yeah. way we end up at the okay. same the same place sure so um if you whether you hate going outside or it just gets really cold or really hot where you are or Certain seasons have incredible allergies for your family or yeah. some other reason. There, there are always excuses, but nature studies should not be something that's left um, undone. Now, some people might say, well, I, I can go get a textbook on um, animals and we can learn nature study that way, can't we? And, I, and you know, I'm not going to probably argue with that. But the whole day idea of nature study is that we are specifically studying something mm-hmm. that is in nature that hopefully I talk you into one way or another, seeing it, learning about it, experiencing it on smaller levels indoors, and then eventually you want to be out there and seeing it in real life because the real life stuff builds um, not only what we've already talked about, but it builds concrete knowledge in our 
uh, for our children. So we've talked about hands-on learning many times before in homeschooling. Sure. Hands-on learning helps children or adults to experience something, to see something, to make it visual. And, and we imprint in our minds a complete understanding of a thing or a concept or a topic because we've actually experienced it. So that is the ultimate goal. But there are lots and lots of things you can do inside that if you never walk outside, okay, that's that's absolutely <laughs> fine. But the goal is to get you so inspired that yeah. you actually do want to go outside. So right. for instance, in um, the No Sweat Nature Study classes that I teach on video, I will usually, I don't even always issue a challenge to go outside. I sometimes will just get the kids so excited about the topic that their parents then send me emails and say, well, we had to go on a nature walk and this is what we found. And look at these cool pictures and the kids are so excited. And I'm like, oh, the ultimate goal just happened. Yeah. Um, so what does indoor nature study look like? Again, I mean, it's your homeschool, so it can look like anything you want. I would venture to say that um, my preference for you is not a textbook if you're talking nature mm -hmm. study, because that's more of textbook study. Um, so we can stretch textbook study out a little bit and we can say, well, let's grab a book from the library. Okay, kind of close to a textbook, but it takes it more into that living sphere. If we're talking specifically sure. about a Charlotte Mason style education, you're making through a book, particularly like a picture book or even a chapter book, you're making the uh, science of it feel a little closer to home for a child or a teenager. Um, and then, so from books, we could say, well, how about we nature journal something. Let's grab maybe a picture from the internet or a picture from a book, maybe a nonfiction book, maybe a field guide, and let's start sketching something that we just learned about in this book or in this field guide or from this video. Um, and so then you begin the idea of nature journaling with just a simple sketch. Yeah. Um, sometimes if you're really brave and you want to prepare and you want to go outdoors and grab something to bring to your kitchen table, you could actually bring a specimen indoors that everyone first sketches and maybe knows nothing about. And so then you start inspiring that, um, that passion for understanding more about something you don't know about in nature, because that's one of the big fearful things about nature walks, the parents, the kids, I don't know what we're looking at. I don't know what we're looking for. And so when we can take a specimen and bring it inside and just encourage the idea that you don't have to know this, let's sketch it first. And then let's all come up with one question we have. And then from those questions, we'll go discover whether we discover on the internet or through a book or a, a picture that we see where we start labeling parts of this thing. And then that leads to a question of, well, what does this part do? And it almost starts this rabbit trail of, oh, this is really exciting. We thought that it was just a, I don't know, let's say an exoskeleton from an insect. What we thought was just an exoskeleton from an insect that we sketched today led to us researching questions tomorrow and led to us being able to label the parts of the grasshopper, let's pretend it was a grasshopper, and then led us the next day to discover how grasshoppers move and then led us the next day to watch a video on why was there an exoskeleton to begin with. And before you know it, 
You've got kids who are really excited who say, let's go see if we can find some more exoskeletons outside. Yeah. And where is your first nature walk? Yeah. 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 That's exciting. It's fun. Um, you know, if you just take kids outside and just tell them, just look around, see what you can find. We found this was the funniest thing. Recently, uh, we were just walking out, we were out in our front yard and I saw this spider and it looked odd. It, I had never seen this particular kind of spider and it was walking into our garage and I was like, I don't want you in the garage. So I got my <laughs> broom and I was just going to sweep it out of the way. And I went to sweep it and it hopped like a, like a cricket. And I was like, what in the, and I, I mean, it hopped far and I had never seen a spider do that before. So of course we start researching and we're like, you know, spider, Oklahoma looks like, you know, hops like a cricket. And it, it was called like a cricket spider or something oh, like that. Nice. And, um, and so, yeah, it's so much fun to be able to, especially when you go to different places, you know, outside of your own hometown mm-hmm. and you start to notice different kinds of birds and different kinds of trees and leaves and, um, you know, it's spiders. And I mean, you know, every place has your typical black widow and daddy long legs, you know, but, um, but yeah, it's really neat to be able to just see how God's creation is different in different parts of the country. Absolutely. And then being able to just explore those and discover what they are. And then you wonder like why God gave us all of this to enjoy when he could have really just kind of kept it to himself. Or, you know, I've often thought he could have made every tree to look exactly the same. He didn't need to make them all colorful and beautiful. It's different shapes and sizes of leaves and branches and stuff. I mean, he's just so very creative. And I think as we look out at his creation, it can't help we, we can't help but recognize him as creator. Like yeah. I can't look at creation and go, oh yeah, this all just happened by chance. Mm-hmm. How cool. You know, you see his handprint in all in of it. Yeah. In everything. Which yeah. is honestly why it is so important that I try to inspire people to get outdoors because yeah. we can read about things and learn a lot. But I believe that the experience is what lets us see things almost in living color, in real life 3D, that lets us know that God is amazing Mm -hmm. and we can trust Him because we know that these trees change every single year without fail, no matter what's going on around us. That He is good and He is secure and we can have faith in that. So... That is another huge, huge reason to try to lean into nature study if possible. And the actual act of getting outdoors when possible, um, it changed us as a family. It changed my kids. And I specifically would talk about things I was noticing. I started homeschooling at, I don't know, 26, 27 years old. I didn't know everything. I didn't even understand that it was going to bring me so much closer to the Lord. And so as I started saying, wow, I mean, look at this. So that's a spider, but it jumps. And I've never seen one that jumps before. God is so cool. He made a jumping spider. And those words would just flow out of me because of my own discoveries. Right. And that made kids who were inquisitive. It made kids who noticed observations, which made them better scientists. But more importantly, it helped them to see that God was ultimately unbelievably creative and gave us all of that creation to notice and see details and see differences so that we could 
trust him more and more and more in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Cool how it works. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Talk really quickly about nature guides because I know a lot of people use them. To be honest, I've never actually used a nature guide for anything. I don't, I probably, cause I don't really know how to use a nature guide. Um, how do you use them? And, and do you have any that you recommend? Okay. Well, um, my very favorite of all are the, is it the Smithsonian's that are my very favorite? I'm pretty sure it's the <laughs> I really love the Petersons too. And okay. I hesitate to say that. Uh, that's kind of a blanket statement okay. because I feel like if you're in a specific area where someone has created a field guide specific to your area, it's going to be so much more valuable to you in the long run. Sure. Um, but if you are choosing a Smithsonian or a Peterson just as a broad both of those are great, great options. The Smithsonian, okay. I think, are the ones that have a little bit be better picture quality. Okay. Um, how do I use them? So we've used them in multiple ways throughout the years of homeschooling. Um, sometimes I would particularly notice, oh, these birds have started coming back into the area. So around the morning timetable, I might say, hey, would you read the stats on this bird? And would you read the stats on this bird? And then... Um, we would go on a nature walk specifically looking for them. And I just kind of kept it in my back pocket that I knew they were in the area mm -hmm. so that when we would go on a nature walk, they were prepared to go, oh my word, we're seeing that bird that we just read about this morning. Yeah. We don't say. Um, other times we've used them on nature walks. Wildflowers is a big one that I can think of. We actually will take a wildflower guide with us and a little... Um, a little sheet of those tiny, tiny stickers, just like little smiley faces or something. Uh -huh. And we will find um, a wildflower and find it in the field guide. And once we identify it, we'll put a little sticker on that page. And it's sort of our ongoing, see if we can find every wildflower that's listed in this Kentucky wildflower book. Yeah. Um, so that's a super fun thing to do that doesn't involve a whole lot of study, you know? Sure. Um, and then other times we'll be outdoors and we'll find something and we'll say, well, okay, so we know it's a, I, I don't know, let's say um, an insect. We know that it's a hopping insect, but doesn't look like a grasshopper, doesn't look like a cricket. I don't know. So let's ask some questions. Let's all remember some kind of characteristic about it. And then let's go home and open up that field guide and see if we can find it. Yeah. Um, so that, those are three ways to use field guides. There are others too, but those yeah. give you some three real practical ways. Yeah, that's really fun. So cool. Okay, we are out of time, but we're going to continue talking about nature okay. studies. And I know you very briefly mentioned that you have a master, um, it's a master course, right? Um, and it's called, what do you call it? No Sweat Nature? So the study? No Sweat Nature Study classes, that's actually okay. a membership where- okay. Parents can put their kiddos in front of the computer and I teach them for about 45 minutes to an hour about a nature topic. Okay. And we learn all kinds of science through the lens of nature study. Um, you don't have to go outside afterwards, but it certainly does inspire some nature walks. Yeah, so fun. And you told me before we started recording that you have a new podcast with the same name. So tell us very quickly about your podcast. Sure. So it's the No Sweat Nature Study podcast. Every single one of those 
um, episodes starting in season three, support the lessons. So you can get um, a mini science lesson in the podcast. And then if you want to join us for the class, that's where we really dig in deep. But it's been super well received. Um, In 25 episodes, we have over 100,000 downloads already. Wow. That's amazing. I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. So cool. Well, you'll get more now because now our audience knows about it. So maybe those who haven't heard about it yet, we'll put a link to that, of course, in the show notes and uh, check out Cindy's um, new podcast as well as your website. Tell them what your website is again. Ourjourneywestward.com. That started uh, 16 years ago. It's got all sorts of creative homeschooling ideas. So much information. Yes. Oh, so you have so much good information on there. Um, So as a matter of fact, when we were preparing for this and you were going to come on, I was like, okay, what are we going to talk about? Because she has so many good things to talk about. So (laughs) we will have Cindy back on again in the future to talk about some other great thing because she is just a wealth of homeschool information. I would love that. um, Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being with us. We will be back on Wednesday. If you guys have not left a review for the podcast, we are running a contest. If you know, if you listened, we just celebrated 500 episodes of the podcast. And so we are celebrating by giving away five DVDs, five Schoolhouse Rocked DVDs. And the way that you can win a DVD is by leaving a review for the podcast. And you can get bonus entries by sharing the podcast with your friends. And so um, go to the form that is linked in the show notes and you just fill out that very quick, easy form and we will put your name into uh, to win a DVD, one of the five DVDs that we're giving away. So leave a review, share it with your friends. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Bye. Over the past six years, you, the Christian homeschool community, have provided generous support to the Schoolhouse Rocked ministry, and it's had an enormous impact for the kingdom of God. Recently, we've spent some time taking inventory of what's been accomplished in this time because of your generous support. As you know, Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution was released in November and is now available on DVD and streaming. And we've been blessed to hear the testimonies of how God is using it to impact families around the world. This show, The Schoolhouse Rocked Podcast, is in its fifth season with well over a million downloads and video views so far. We also launched the Homeschool Insights Podcast this year. This daily podcast provides biblical homeschool encouragement in under 10 minutes for moms on the move. We also offer the free Homeschool Survival Kit, a 70-page resource to assist and encourage homeschooling families. And we continue to offer access to the Homegrown Generation Family Expo. Now, we are in the early stages of work on a new movie, and we need your help. While we can't give many details yet, we expect this new film to have a huge impact in our culture. But projects like this simply can't be done without massive support from the community. So we're asking you to join in this important work. Visit schoolhouserocked.com support and make a one-time or monthly donation that will change lives and hearts for eternity. That's schoolhouserocked.com support.